Twin Cities on the move. Uh, I'm Paul St. Andrew with Remax Results. I'm Justin Sheeler with Remax Results. I'm Joel Benson with Cardinal Financial, NMLS ID 1064642. So, and if you're seeing this live, congratulations. I'm glad you found it. Um, I can't believe we're doing this live again. And it's good to be back. It's great. It's fun to be back. We're parts unknown here in Roseville, Minnesota. So happy to happy to be able to sit down with you guys. And um, hey, before we get started, we got a lot to talk about today. But before we get started, um, we should mention my insurance warehouse. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, they've been Our kind sponsor. enough to to be along for the ride for quite a while now. Um, any kind of insurance that you need, um, don't hesitate to get a hold of them. It's pretty simple. Myinsurancewarehouse.com. Uh, they'll handle auto, home, life. Um, probably mountain bike insurance. I don't, oh, there you, you know, yeah, <laughs> anything, anything, dog, anything. pet insurance, pet insurance. Yep. Who knows? Who knows? But myinsurancewarehouse.com. Um, please, yeah, to look into them for anything you need as far as insurance goes. So, and they're really competitive too. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I always think I should mention this, but I, every one of my clients gets a quote from insurance warehouse, and I'd say probably eighty percent of the time they're the best rate. Yeah. Really. So, Mm-hmm. Okay, so well, there you go. They're you know trusted <coughs> trusted insurance advisors. Mm-hmm. Myinsurancewarehouse.com. So good to see you guys. Yeah, you too. So we had a bit of a hiatus over the yeah. holiday. Well, it is February twenty fourth, so I guess I don't know. Maybe the Super Bowl was also a holiday. But yeah, we, well, so I we still have a Christmas it. tree in my front room. So. Do you really? I do too. Really? Yeah, welcome. Welcome. You got everyone. lights up on your house. Still well, and okay, so we, this is a funny thing about Christmas lights. So we that have stuff this stuff sticks around till like July. Yeah, there. yeah. So we have this Bubba. company, Squeegee Magic. Shout out Squeegee Magic. <laughs> they install our Christmas lights for us every year. Right, they do a great job. Well, this year they had a deal that uh, it was an early bird special, and it was in August. And they hmm. saved like twenty five percent. So I said, "Go ahead, let's do it." I didn't realize they were going to put my lights up in August. In August. Oh, so I nice. literally came home from work one night. And I've got my house is lit up, literally like a Christmas tree. So you're, yeah, you're that hasty that yeah. just leaves them up all summer. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Okay. Yeah. And they just took, yeah. So they were we had lights up for like six months because they just oh, took them down. That's so funny. I don't see a problem with that. That's so funny. Wow, wow. So um, we should tell everybody. You know, we are realtors. Um, Joel's a mortgage guy. Yeah. We are going to touch on. In the past, it's this has been kind of heavy real estate. And we've decided that that's not the most exciting thing to talk about for you know a whole right. show. So bit of a snooze. Call us if you need anything. Okay, um, you can get a hold of us through our Facebook page. You look us all up on Facebook on all social media. Um, again, Justin and I are both with Remax Results. Joel's at Cardinal Financial. So if you want to go deep into anything related mortgages, real estate, if you have any of those questions, we're always available. Yeah. Okay. But we decided to kind of switch up the format of the show a little bit. We'll still touch on real estate. We'll still touch on mortgages. But we're just going to touch on more community stuff. Some fun stuff? Some fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Not as boring as the market update. (laughs) Right. Right. Well, we we live in the Twin Cities. And, you know, in spite of the 17 feet of snow that's in piling up in my backyard (laughs) and, and everything else, you know, we're here because it's a nice place to live. Yeah, and and so let's highlight a lot of that stuff. And I think so. In in the coming shows, um, we're going to try to do quite a bit more of that. And and, but right now, let's we have have, yeah we have various guests guests and so different venues too. It'll be fun to kind of get out and yeah. 
yeah, travel to different places. Go on places the road and, and do check. live shows again. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Brewery tour. Brewery tour. Yeah. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. So what yeah. Was, what was the brewery you just mentioned you were at? Oh, uh, Lake Monster. It was really cool. Okay. Yeah. It's over by my neck of the woods. Yeah. Yeah. Kinda. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. They have the. Um, I've I've had the they have the pizza oven van outside. Have you seen this bus? No. It's a bus. Oh, van. I thought you said oh, it's fan. like a bus. No, it's, a, it's like okay, no, it's a bus up. and it looks like a yellow school bus. It's 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 the short bus, you know? <laughs> the one I And used to. on the yeah, the one you're and on the back end of it is a big brick pizza oven hanging off the back of it. Oh wow. It's ridiculous looking and the pizza's delicious. Oh, it actually works. And, oh yeah, and you go in the front, <laughs> you go in the door like you're going to school and you order and go in and get a beer, and about seven minutes later, a pizza shows up. And this is at the at a brewery. Yeah, it travels, you know, but yeah. it's, I saw it at Lake Monster. Yeah, that, and it was kind of cool. That's I awesome. It. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, um, that's you know that's going to be kind of the new format of the show. Uh, the one thing you know that we will touch on once in a while again is a quick market update, and then yep. just and we might have to. Here's what I did. Um, a few days ago, I, I went on Facebook and I, and I sent an email out to people and I um, I asked them, just can you send me in your any questions you might have, real sure. estate related? Um, sure. And I actually got a few. And so, um, you know, feel free to do that, you guys, too. Comment, put, you know, in the comments on Twin Cities on the Move, our Facebook page. Get a hold of any of us, you know, whenever. If you do have questions, we'd love yeah. to read it on the air. More than likely, we'll have something for you, you know, to give. I'm going to give you, you know. I have oh, it'll these, be expert advice. I have these Yeti mugs here that are pretty fantastic. Oh, that's awesome. And so, yeah, for these about nice. about $400 now. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, anyway, these guys are going to get a um, get a Yeti mug. That's cool. Um, but Sweet. Yeah, so you want to hear them? Yeah, let's Should hear them. Should we do them? Let's, we can let's do a market update questions. later okay. and talk about fun stuff after that fantastic okay so here number one this is from jackie in roseville and jackie um replied to this email that i sent out and she had her question was um is it best to sell my home before buying a new one so which is kind of a joel question really yeah i mean so and everybody's financial picture is a little different so but what would that look like well so my first response to that would be it, it depends, honestly. It depends on your specific yeah. situation. I think, and you guys could speak to this, but in an ideal scenario, your your offer for a new home is going to have more strength if it's non-contingent, if Correct. you don't have Way to sell yeah. your house. Mm-hmm. So, the you know, in a, in, a, in a perfect scenario, whether you list, like a lot of times people will, because in order to carry that mortgage or not sell it, for example, and go non-contingent, you'll have to be able to afford to carry the mortgage on your current home and then also and the new, new one. one. Yeah. So, well, yeah. yeah. And here's the thing. I, she kind of wrote this, I think a little backwards to me. I'm sorry, Jackie. I don't mean to say, you know, yeah. thank you for the question. But if you sell your house before you buy a new one, you're where, homeless. Where are you going to live? Where right? are you going to live? You got to live somewhere. So I think Is what she talked about maybe getting an offer on her place before she puts an offer. That's, in a, that's maybe. a possibility. And I think kind of the scenario that you were saying, Joel, is to if do you have the means to go forward, purchase a home and then quickly go to market so, and sell your house? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think I can give you an example. I've got a client just this week that's, you know, they're going to be relocating from California. They're going to list their house this week. Okay. But we did their approval non-contingent so that they don't have 
you know, they don't have to sell their house first. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for a lot of people, it, it, you know, if you've got a little bit of overlap, it can be a lot less stressful. Oh, you know, it you is. Yeah. Close on the new house, give yourself a week or two to kind of move out of the old house, you know, and, you know, like I said, they're going to list their house. So the reality is it's probably going to sell. Um, and they, you know, yeah. But again, they can then they have the flexibility to schedule their their closing whenever they like. Exactly. Yeah. And and um, I I agree with you. I think you know I yeah that's the number one easiest scenario if you have the financial means to yeah. it. Yeah. Now so there's I'm other sure. things that you can get into. I mean, if you want to give Joel a call, because there's things like bridge loans. Yeah. Um, there's uh you know down payment just assistance. Down payment assistance. Like there's yeah. There's all kinds of stuff that, um, you know, that we could, you know, come up with. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So anyway. Okay. So good. Thanks, Jackie. Um, number two here is um, this guy, Ken, in South Minneapolis. He responded. I put this up on Facebook, too. And I don't know if Ken's trying to figure out how much we charge for commission or what the deal is exactly. But sure. he said, how much of the sale price do I get if I sell my home? Oh, that's a great question. It is, yeah, yeah, it is, it is, and and the 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 simple answer is is that it depends. You know, it depends on a lot of factors, really. Yeah. Um, I th- think that uh, for starters, I'll just use me. You know, like and, and we're Justin and I are both very very full service agents. You know, we're not a discount broker, but you kind of get what you pay for. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, yeah. we like to bring you know both barrels to every listing and you know and really all the horsepower that we can um Mm -hmm. so that's that's the commission but then also on top of the commission is usually about one percent yeah of um of the sale price in closing costs for a seller so let's give them an example let's say you're buying a two hundred thousand dollar house and the agent's going to charge you six percent well that's 12 Mm -hmm. grand and then you'd add another Mm one percent on top of that and we should say that six percent now the agent can decide how much they pay another agent to bring a buyer to that house okay what's the standard it's a cooperating broker and they're well it depends on the market yeah it depends on um like if you go south, like Red Wing, neck of the woods, Hastings, even, um, yeah. and and even further south in Minnesota, it's a lot less than it is here. Yeah. Um, same with northern Minnesota, like um, Duluth, for example. I mean, I sold a listing, or I had a, a buyer in Duluth here a year ago, and in the commission that the that agent paid um, me to bring them a buyer was, you know, a couple tenths of a point less. Um, so I, I always had in my head that that uh, the seller's agent typically charges three percent. Buyer's agent usually takes like two point seven. Is that are those numbers? About, that's, that's about, about right. yeah. yeah. That's that's pretty. Two point seven is is kind of getting to be the high end. Mm-hmm. You it? know, yeah, yeah, it is really. Um, there's a lot of two point five. I've seen as low as two point two. Um, so when you have a client and you they they there's a house they're interested in. Or let's say there's a few houses you want to take them out on a weekend and they're going to look at three or four houses so theoretically the commission that you make will will vary depending on which of the houses yeah. you choose yes yeah it's yes not, it can yes. and, it's, and it's not always but it can well yeah. and here's the remedy for that and and this is getting away from ken's question we'll get back to that but the buyer can also like if like if you if you go out with me i charge 2.7 percent yep. okay period 
Um, so if we look at a house, for example, and it's 2.5%, um, I'm going to do, do is just, it's, you know, I'll, I, we represent our clients. That's, sure. that's the name of the game. And that's the code of ethics that we have. We represent our clients, no matter what the commission is. Yeah. It yep. doesn't matter. But, um, you know, but, but what I would do if it's 2.5, well, then we have a conversation, my clients and I up front that if that ha happens, well, I'll do everything I can to get the full commission of 2.7 from that agent but if it if there's a shortfall then they they agree that they'll cover that okay, okay. yeah and, and to be to be clear um a lot of people think that the agents get that money directly that they get that 2.7 but that goes to remax results and then that gets split it gets shared with, with the broker Paul yeah, or with me yeah, depending yeah, on who the agent you know they got to keep the lights on at the offices and they, they yeah. have, there's overhead costs so don't think that when you see that big check at uh, closing, which sometimes is a small check too, but usually it's decent. It's not it, all it gets, of that, unfortunately, gets, goes yeah, to us. There's a, I yeah. keep trying to figure out a way to get it all right. right. <laughs> so, just but yeah. So, but anyway, <laughs> but, you know, back to Ken. I would suggest mm -hmm. you know use it's easy figure is seven percent, and then also <laughs> just so you know every offer is structured a little different. So what Justin and I do, we put together what's called a net sheet. So, which is a breakdown of all yeah. the costs, the closing costs, because there's there's just there's title work, there's deed tax, there's all of these things, all and they all have a number on them, and it's usually a percentage of the purchase price. Um, sure, this, and it's very transparent. It's, it's yeah. a lot of companies don't do that. Right, you know, we try. To, they should because we, we want to be that. as transparent then, as possible. You know, it might yeah. be in the purchase agreement too, where they're asking the. Um, the buyer's asking the seller to contribute to the buyer's closing costs. Right. That's real money. So that ha we have to figure that out. So yeah. the deal is, can every offer that comes down the line, I, I like to give the you the purchase agreement to look over, and then also I want to give you a net sheet too so that you sure. can see a bottom line. Yeah, yeah, and as a caveat to that, both Paul and I as full service agents we don't want to disincentivize a buyer's agent from showing the property, so we always pay out a minimum of two point seven percent. Minimum, minimum. Sometimes because we three. feel it's yeah. Sometimes it's higher, but yeah. we don't want to disincentivize mm -hmm. an agent not to show the property because right. we're mm -hmm. we we it couldn't negotiate good. a good commission and we, yeah. Well, it's not uh, good. Yeah, it's yeah. just not. It it doesn't do our clients as sellers any favors. Right. If well, we you do that. you have to think that although you know you you guys obviously from an ethical standpoint are going to show your clients the homes that they want to see you know the reality is probably not all agents have that same standard so and, maybe uh, they avoid ho house. hopefully yeah maybe, let's, maybe let's, though you know let's hope yeah we say hopefully yeah yeah <laughs> so but anyway thanks ken thanks for your question and here yeah. last one fellas and we can move on no um, this is good this is cool what <clears throat> gary in burnsville and this could we could do a, week, a month of shows on this. Um, what's the strangest thing that you've seen showing houses? Oh, wow. I know. And it could go on and on. And I mean, or, or who's the strangest person? You know? And I, you know, here's my, I'm not going to give any, I, I worry that I might step on somebody's toes, so I'm going to leave this alone. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you about one that another agent that I know mentioned. Okay, and she was showing um, a foreclosed house in St. Paul. This is years and years ago, um, and I think our producer knows this story too. Um, and she uh, was showing it to a, a, um, a client, you know, and it was a, supposedly a vacant <laughs> house, and they opened the door, and 
and they went and um i if i i'm trying to remember all the details this is kind of paraphrasing but um they heard some commotion in the basement and you know here she is and she's a you know she's a girl that can take care of herself she's strong and everything sure. pretty you know so she wasn't too nervous about she's it she's carrying yeah right <laughs> but anyway um these um they they i from what i i'm trying to remember how it goes i think they left and they called the police and they waited and the police came and the, and she let the police in the house um with the key and they brought out two ladies and um is this a scooby-doo no it's not no this is really they brought out these two, no paul's telling these it it's probably true yeah, these two ladies and i'm just again i know i'm not getting all the details right but they came out with these the police came out with these two ladies and and they knew who they were and they were prostitutes oh wow and they were they were <laughs> hanging out there and and I forget one of them. I, one of them had a, a fun name, and the other one, and her, I think her name was like Diamond Bags. <laughs> so was this, knew, were they using this place as their office? They or might just have a place been. To sleep? They might have been, and I don't know. And I wish she was here because she she she'll tell you every detail, and it's so funny. Oh, wow. It's so funny. So yeah, wonder, Diamond Bags. Would and, you get a home office write off for that, or does I don't know how the tax? Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I, I don't, I don't would think work they worried that. about that. <laughs> I don't think. So that that. That'd be kind of strange. You I've know? had a, I have I've had a lot of crazy. I need a little more time to to think about yeah, some of them. There's of so them. many there's of so them. So many. The random um, person in the in the sleeping is always interesting. Yeah, you open up a bedroom and there's, and there's someone, someone just laying the, just there. And they're all like, oh, here we go. I'm like, yeah. good morning, sweet prince. Yeah, <laughs> that's always fantastic. <laughs> Forgot about but that. No, showing. I was walking through a duplex with a client. God, it's been about ten years ago. She's moved back to France since then, but. We're walking through this duplex and it's a, it's going really well. Great showing. And all of a sudden we thought we heard something in the bathroom. <laughs> and I turned to her and she kind of looked at me and she's like, uh, is somebody here? And all of a sudden the bathroom door opens up. This guy is dressed in his robe. Luckily it's closed. He's got a shaver in his hand and he's got shaving oh, no. cream all over his face. <laughs> We've been in there for 15 minutes. Really? And, I look, and there was a language barrier there. So we just oh, wow. kind of stumbled around. We're like, all right. We'll uh, we'll stop back it's later. It's always I not eighty percent of the time it's a bathroom thing. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I um, and then there's the funny things you see. Um, I had, I didn't see this, but I saw it. Another realtor posted on Facebook. <laughs> it was a toilet, and instead of the the tank on the back of the toilet, was a five gallon bucket. Oh no! But like all the guts, like to run the toilet, and there was a little handle on it, so it was like a they just put a bucket. Like a homemade on it. toilet. Genius. A homemade toilet. <laughs> wow! And it's Facebook, you know who knows? Yeah, but it's yeah. oh, it was fantastic. It was we had so one great. when we were out in a house. I think it was out near Centerville or somewhere. I was showing Mark and Molly. If you're listening, you'll know. You'll know about the donkey house. We went downstairs into the basement, and they had a pen set up in the basement with straw and everything underneath the stairs. And we, there was no animal there at the time when we went, but it smelled like a barn. Oh, no. So we think they may have had a donkey or like a miniature horse there. Mini oh, horse? Yeah. 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 But ever since oh. then, we've referred to it as the donkey oh, house. that's fantastic. Yeah. So, wow. yeah. yeah, like I said, we could go on for We'll do I, a whole show on that Right sometime. on just we'll... this weird <laughs> crap you see walking through houses for sure. So anyway, so that's that. Gary, thank you. Um, Ken. And Jackie in Roseville, um, I'll Thanks get a hold of you after the show, get you guys some Yeti mugs. Thanks for participating. That's kind of fun. Yeah, absolutely. It's good. It's good. So 
Anyway, what else? What else you got, you guys? There's a lot going on in the Twin Cities. It seems like yeah. right now. I know S- spring um, might be here. Spring point, might right? be here. I, know I keep it. threatening Joel that I'm going to try to get into mountain biking. He's the guy to talk to. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I know. True. He's the guy to talk so to. So does that for mean sure. you've literally never been mountain biking before? Not like on a mountain biking trail. I take okay. my mountain bike out, but that's. Sure. I don't think that's the same as. It doesn't count. Joel going out to Arizona and riding through cliffs and he mountains. He goes all and, over. Again, yeah. that the, the hillbilly in him. Where do you go? Well, the place, my favorite place, the place I go. <laughs> hillbilly. Well, this guy's, this guy's got his freaking okay. lights on his house in August. Give us <laughs> it's on a trailer, too. So. Uh, no, Arkansas. Bentonville, Arkansas is, okay. is a spot that I go to usually at least a few times a year. And it, which is, it's the headquarters, the Walmart headquarters on there. Oh, yeah. And uh, the Walton, fun- and I'm sure there's, you almost hate to bring up Walmart because they're love or hate the whole yeah. brand, right? Whatever. But they've they've poured in something like $250 million, the Walton Foundation, into the mountain biking infrastructure down there. Really? Oh, that's Benville cool. is northwest Arkansas. It's like 25 miles south of the Missouri border. Uh, it's about a 10-hour drive with stops, you know, for gas and food. Okay. It's, and I, you know... I've got a couple of buddies that I ride with quite a bit, and we've gone down. I mean, I've been down there probably six or eight times. Really? Yeah. So it's fun. Oh, it's a blast. I mean, it's it's known as well. They they call it the the mountain bike capital of the world. And there's other cities like Sedona, Arizona that tries to claim it. And then there's you know spots. I mean, all over yeah. the, the place. Duluth and you Duluth, know, the, the big the Duluth big boys. Duluth is another nice nice spot to ride. We really we're actually really lucky because uh, I mean Bentonville's awesome. Yeah, they've got hundreds of. Miles. I mean, literally, the the first time you go there, you can't believe it. But there's a there's a little town. It's like this small little downtown. They've got the the very first Walmart right in the square. It's the, the Walton's Five and Dime. Type. It's oh, cool! Little That's kind of cool. Yeah, and you can just see Walmart all over the city. But there's little Walmart pop ups and you know just little grocery stores. Okay. and then there's big stores. There's a Walmart gym, the whole place. But in the the square, there's just like waterfall water fountain thing and it's a gathering area and then a bunch of bars and restaurants and then you go literally two blocks back you pass the city hall and there's a trailhead like right in the middle of the city oh that's slack so like your first probably the first the the main trail system out of the downtown area is called slaughter pen and that starts right in the middle of downtown slaughter pen slaughter that sounds pen. a little scary <laughs> that might be above my pay grade yeah yeah no it's good it's good and that's the other thing about uh, this is another thing for anyone thinking about getting into mountain biking it's you know there's different levels of difficulty and just yeah. and, and the best trail systems cater to to multiple ability yeah yeah it's so if so if i went out with you who and i've never done this in my life right and yeah. so i mean would you be bored because you no. have to stick on this the, the novice trails no in fact we've gone down a couple times with our kids like me and my buddies and our okay our the you know 12 13 year old boys and you know usually there's you know there's green trails there's blue trails there's black diamond double black it's skiing and then there's yeah. then there's uh, the red lines are like pro lines mm-hmm. but most like for bentonville for example and, and and many of the trails here too um every sort of feature you'd, you'd call whether it's a rock roll or a drop or a jump or whatever it is in the trail has right around so you oh, can oh, make so the you choice don't the ravine, you, you, you don't have to yeah do yeah and a lot it. of times that's cool 
a lot of times they'll have <laughs> like progressive features too. So like there maybe there'll be like a six foot or a six foot six inch drop here, then a you know a, a two foot drop and then a five foot drop. You know, and a five foot drop. Yeah. Oh, so, listen. There's people that ride stuff. I'm I'm constantly amazed at the things people do on trails. I'm I. What I really love about mountain biking is you know kind of being out. I like you know you're on these, you know, groomed trails in the middle of the woods, and it's just it's. I'm not a nature guy per se, but it's fun to be. You know, I mean, better than riding down the yeah, street on yeah, asphalt. Well, I love riding over yeah. rocks and roots and just all the mm-hmm. kind of the gnarly fun. stuff out there. Um, but I'm constantly amazed at what. Like That's my cool. thing is I I try to keep my wheels as close to the ground as possible if more than a foot off the ground i, I you literally you're not, you're, you're it's just not, not worth I'm, I'm too old you know yeah i'm gonna get, I'm gonna get hurt gonna break, your, break a collar it's not, and people get hurt all the time yeah, yeah. Um, but there's a lot of people that are doing you know stuff so so a couple questions for you bike and then also um trails maybe trails around here that you'd recommend sure um so bikes i mean the first thing i say is if you have a bike It'll work. Just get out there and give it a shot. Um, what's going to happen is you're going to fall in love with the sport and you're going to buy, you know, a ten thousand dollar bike yeah. two years later. But really? it doesn't wow. have to happen. Yeah. Um, For just an entry level bike, would you have you a recommendation get, on on brand and uh, sure. price just to set people's expectations? Well, here's the first thing: is all the bike shops will do demos. So the first thing and most important thing is to probably to go out, um, try a few different brands out. In fact, like uh, Trailhead and Champlin, they've got a little trail cut in the woods behind the place or they'll let you take it over to elm creek you can they've got their around yeah they've got demo bikes that's cool Um, or nobody has a demo of you can always rent different places um entry-level mountain bikes you've got two basic or main types of bikes you've got what's referred to um as a full suspension mountain bike that's where you have suspension in the front the fork but then there's also a rear suspension where your basically your front and your rear triangles have a pivot point where it can absorb. So basically the front and the back of the bike can absorb, you know, impact. Okay. And there's different levels. Of a preference? Do you like having both front and suspensions yeah, I, or I just front? Yeah, I prefer the full suspension. It's, like, okay. it's like riding on a cloud. Oh, you know? sweet. Um, it, cool. A hardtail, which is what you would call a bike that has only front suspension. That's what I have. They're, those are great. Um, I had one. I just sold it. I'll probably buy another one. Um, it's just depending on your style of riding and what you do. Just a different feel? Just a little feel. A lot firm because um the energy transfer sometimes can be easier so you're able to go a little faster well, you're into this. um well you know <laughs> and what kind what of you? what kind of brands would you recommend for someone starting uh, entry level like i would entry, say the really and high the really great um entry level bikes are i mean trek is great because they've okay. got uh, specialized those are kind of the two biggest brands does trek um, make specialized or is that a different brand altogether they're they're, they're different they're two so different Trek brands. and okay. specialized are different right. brands uh like my stepson rides a uh it's called a specialized fuse it's mm-hmm. a it's what we'd call a plus size uh plus tire bike so he's got 2.8 inch tires wow but it's a it's a hardtail the bigger tires give you a little bit more um you absorb a little bit more impacts and things like that. It smooths things okay. out. It kind of adds a little bit of suspension in a way. A little higher, harder to pedal though. It takes a little more force. A little, or no, I mean, not, 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 that much. not a ton. You okay. don't. Um, and that's another thing. Like I've got buddies that when I ride, they're just all they care about is how fast it can go. I honestly don't care at all how fast I'm going. Um, I sometimes do go fast, but not terribly fast. Um, okay. It's not a race. You really. get hurt. It's that's more, how you get hurt. Yeah. Like, I, I, I have a couple crashes every year. I've never had a significant injury. 
I've got friends that have you know been hospitalized because they just, really they had to they go fast. Yeah, a good friend of mine. Shout out to Troy here. Um, <laughs> he's notorious for riding way faster than he should, and he's an, he's an excellent rider. But stuff mm-hmm. happens. Last year, he was out early in the morning, and, you know, like a lot of times you'll have, you know, rocks and roots on a trail, and when they're wet or cold, they're a little bit slicker than they would be otherwise. And he just, his back tire slid out. He went face first into a log. Ouch. Like, yeah, like his teeth came through his lip. Oh. He was totally messed up. Yeah. He had to take himself to the ER, and it was was a mess. No, yeah. But so he wears a full face helmet now. Um, which I think is probably a good idea, but I don't because I don't know. It's just warm. I mean, always I always wear a helmet. Yeah, okay. not a full face. Um, so I think a good entry level mountain bike is, is you know track specialized giant. If you go to like REI, they've got their own brand. I think it's called like Co-op something or other. Okay, um, those are good. And you're, you're probably you could probably get into mountain biking with a with a really decent entry level bike for you know I'd say like seven to Twelve hundred dollars. Okay, yeah. So um, figure about a grand, maybe yeah, somewhere. Yeah. In there. And then you know when you get serious about it, you want it. full suspension is a little more expensive. Um, I mean, you can probably find a good full suspension mountain bike for, you know, anywhere from two to five thousand dollars is okay. probably the range. I mean, there's, you know, a lot of times it, it'll be the componentry on the bike is what's going to really drive up the price, and most of those, you know, like for example. And if you don't know bikes, this is going to make a ton of sense. But Shimano, Shimano, I'm I'm not a Shimano guy. Listen to you guys go. I'm a SRAM. That's guy. what's on my <laughs> high end mountain bike. So I'm yeah. a SRAM guy. I don't I don't none of my components are Shimano, but those are kind of two big componentry brands. But like SRAM will have, um, they have an SX drivetrain, and your drivetrain is going to be your, you know, your uh, derailers, your you know your, you know the whole drivetrain. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But they'll have different levels. Sprockets know. and everything? Yeah, no? okay. your, your cranks and all that. And they'll have the SX, the NX, the GX. There's like five different levels. And the difference between those levels is really weight. Um, there's there's really? weight weenies. You know, they want to go faster. So, so they, they want yeah. light they, as possible. And, you know, you're shaving, you know, we're talking like ounces, not pounds. Right. Between these different things. So that's where you really get into <laughs> a lot of money is when you go with the higher-end componentry on these bikes. You know, some of the bikes now are, you know, eight, nine, ten thousand dollars Wow. Wow. But unless you're like a racer or you're, you know, you've got. You don't time, need that. No, you really don't. Cool. Can no, you, really um, do you ride, run around a neighborhood on your bike? Yeah. Do yeah. You, okay. It's just yeah. the same bike. Doesn't yep. matter. Yep. So you yep. don't have like, it's just, a, I only no, like take if, this off-road period. Nope. If, okay. uh, I mean, there are probably people who are like that. I'm not. Uh-huh. Um, but like, you know, I mentioned I've got a, both front and rear suspension, which both have lockout so i can lock my suspension so like if i'm riding down the road with the kids i don't you know you get a little bottle, you don't want to go like i don't that. need that yeah so yeah I'll, I'll lock up the, okay the shock oh cool we won't have to contend with that but i ride my bikes everywhere yeah Fun. will they let me take my harley on the bike trail <laughs> soon or is that <laughs> no. not counted as a real bike <laughs> they no. do not count in fact um <laughs> i don't know what the what the definitions are for the class levels of e-bikes E-bikes are becoming really. Oh, popular. I was gonna. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, and most trails will allow. I think it's a class one e-bike. The ones that are basically pedal assist, where you know it doesn't have a throttle. You're pedaling, and it's it's helping you to generate additional okay. power with that as motor. you pedal. Yeah, and then I think when you go up in the class levels, where there's where it's that seems like it could be getting kind of dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Well, because you can go so fast. Well, yeah, and you pay. I don't know. 
just panic. And they'll and, tear up the trails, you know, too, so they don't... You land, uh-huh. and you accidentally yeah. hit the throttle, yeah. and you're doing the involuntary yes, Superman. exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anybody who is who is interested, in, and I'll encourage you to do the same, Justin, uh, we have so many great trails. Um, there's an organization called Mork, which is Minnesota Off-Road Cycling. Um, they maintain all the trails. Um, the, I mean, there's probably 13 or 14 main trail systems around the metro area. The one I go to the most is Elm Creek, um, just because it's close to my house. Yeah. They've got a, like what's called a stacked trail system. So there's a, you know, there's a green trail, there's a blue trail. And as you get into the, the more difficult trails, there's, there's an option to sort of like opt out. Um, Elm Creek is, anybody can ride that whole thing. Cool. Like they've got a black trail there called Grizzland. It's, it's a blue trail probably anywhere else in the world. Really? But they mm-hmm. think they feel like they have to have a black. And it does have some black features on it that you just ride around if you're not capable. Um, some of the really other or the biggest or most popular trails, um, Lebanon Hills, which is in Egan, that's probably mm-hmm. the most popular trail uh, locally. I don't go there very often because I live in Andover. Yeah. You know, it's, it's an hour drive. Um, Anything out in Woodbury? Woodbury, there's well Carver Lake out there. Um, they've got some nice uh, trails. Battle Creek, yeah. if you're familiar with the Battle Creek yeah, area. Yeah, Battle Creek's awesome. Um, but there's, I mean, from a 30-minute radius from where you live, there's, there's Plenty. a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Cool. We should get somebody on. It's, it's, sorry, probably a show prep meeting, but we should, you should look into getting somebody from that organization maybe as spring comes. It'd be yeah. fun to talk to them and hear about this just from a guy that rides yeah, up and down the alley on his live speed. from their shop. It would be really That'd cool. That'd be cool too. Yeah. 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 I think our producer had mentioned he he knows some people. He's too. got a guy. He's got a guy. He's got a guy. He's got a now sports yes. guy. He's got <laughs> that's sports. right. He's yeah. got a guy. He cool. does. He does. Well, that's cool, man. So well, good. Lots of fun stuff to do in the city, man. It's yeah. amazing, you know, how close we live. You know, that's yeah, and it's in the city, but it's just I bet you go to those trails, you feel like you're you feel you like know, you're you're out you in the could middle be of nowhere, hundred miles away. Yeah, 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 yeah it's kind it, of fun. It's interesting because you do feel like you're out in the middle of the woods, and you're typically less than a mile away from the trailhead. Isn't that fantastic? You know? yeah, yeah, cool, fun, man. Well, let's, yeah, yeah, we'll see. If maybe we can get the guy. That'd be cool. Yeah. So, other stuff coming up, you guys. I just I wrote down, you know, the home and garden show is coming here March first um, through the fifth. It's Wednesday to Sunday, Minneapolis Convention Center, and I. Um, the list of vendors is endless, you guys. I went on the website here before we started. Just to, I thought, oh, I'll just print this up. So I'd say it, name a few. Forget Can't. it. No, too many. it's way too many. Did your and printer it's, catch it's, on fire? Again? It's anything. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's 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 amazing. It's anything under the sun from home improvement guys to plumbers to um, designers to architects. To, Do you typically go to to the show? I like it. Yeah. It's something fun to do. Yeah, you know, it's. Um, I go with my wife, and honey, I'm sure you're watching and listening, but um, boy, you got to be, it, it's easy to spend money there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's really easy because there's so many cool things yeah. that you see, and the displays are fantastic. And even if you just go just for fun ideas for, like we had a patio to put in here um, last year, we did. We just got, we had this patio for 20 plus years at our house and it you know it it was getting towards the end of its life and needed a facelift so went to just to get some ideas you know and Mm -hmm. took took pictures of like oh here's a brick pattern here's a brick pattern that's you know that's i don't know when you get old like me man this is fun you know (laughs) (laughs) on a saturday afternoon so 
So anyway, you go check that out. It's fun. it's pretty cheap. Um, you can go online if you buy your tickets online. I think you save a couple bucks. Um, there was another thing that I, I saw hard some hardware store had like four bucks off, but it's cheap nice. anyway. It's like sure. 14, 15 bucks to get in. Yeah, that's not so bad. So it's fun. Go wander around, have a, something to drink, and hang How out. How about so. uh, Homes? Got that coming up too, right? Mm-hmm. You guys get involved in that at all? I, you know, to be honest, I haven't in the last 10 years or so. I did a little bit. Um, before that, just briefly, where I just yeah. I, I had yeah, the opportunity to sit in a much. couple open houses, but it's it's cool. Yeah, it's again, it's wonderful for for just people that you know have ideas and yeah. you know as that comes up, we'll talk more about it. It's, it's a little bit. There's a spring one and a fall one. Yeah, always. And so, um, yeah, we'll definitely we can we can talk more about it in the coming month or two. So, yeah, but again. My insurance warehouse, you guys, we should say thanks to them here for sure. as we get rolling. So, yeah, if you need anything insurance-wise, myinsurancewarehouse.com. And um, Justin, Joel, and Paul, Twin Cities on the Move, um, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And um, I think we gave them more than they paid for today. I, I think so. so. That was a pretty good value. Not bad. So have a great day, everybody. Thank you. Take Bye. care.